2: This episode of Unreasonable Doubt is sponsored by a new card game, a party game. It's called If I Was President. You ever thought that? What if I was a president? What would I do? You've got a card game. It's based on things that have happened in this country in the year 2020. You have situation cards. You've got response cards. You've got candidates. And somebody wins an election in a game. Have fun during this election year and beyond. It's not real life. Go to ifiwasgame.com to learn more. 3 players or more recommended for ages 17 years or older. Again, go to ifiwasgame.com and have fun with this election cycle. If I was president, Charlie Brown? He's doing the chop, baby! Oh no! What is this, 1984? I just rambled for 20 minutes and deleted it.
1: Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now.
2: The Dyer Prime Studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Preseason episode three. There's been such a gap in basketball. It's been forever since there's been basketball on TV, like live basketball. I'm refreshing kinpom.com every day. I've got problems. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV. Twitter, tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know? Wow. What a time to be on Facebook. There's a podcast page for Unreasonable Doubt on Facebook. Find it. Hit the blue thumb. Follow the podcast there. Unreasonable Doubt merchandise is available for you to purchase on an online store. A link to that store is in the show notes of this episode. Click it. Browse it. Click it again, buy it, do it. Swag. Player profile time. We're running out of player profiles. That means we're getting close to basketball, college basketball, WVU basketball. Feel it. And this player profile is the gentleman on the team that has the most minutes played at WVU. The most experienced. WVU player and that man is junior Derek Culver. 6 foot 10, Youngstown, Ohio. Great freshman season, even though he started the year suspended. Almost averaged a double-double in his freshman year. And then he did he pretty much did it again his sophomore year. His numbers dipped a little bit. Right? But Gabe comes to the team takes a little bit of minutes. Oscar comes to the team, takes a little bit of minutes and stats and rebounds. And so with the the addition of those guys, the numbers dipped a little bit. What's interesting is when you look at the per 40 minutes numbers on college basketball reference, Derek Culver's freshman to sophomore season, his stats are almost identical per 40 minutes in field goal percentage, rebound, assists, blocks turnovers like they're not exact but those statistical categories per 40 minutes he was off or different like (laughs) 0.3 in some cases one one hundredth of a percentage like his field goal percentage per 40 minutes one one hundredth percent difference which is crazy if you look at his points per game or per uh, points per 40 minutes his points were exactly the same freshman to the sophomore year. So very excited for Derek Culver's freshman season. And he basically was Derek Culver again his sophomore year. No dip, but no big improvement. Now, advanced stats will tell you that he improved in wind shares and box plus minus. I don't know what those are. I, I do know... That win shares involve wins. And because WVU won more, Derek Culver's win shares had to increase, right? And he's still a great rebounder. Like I said, still a great defensive player, not like a Kanate where he's blocking everything, but just good positional defense. And he's super tall. He's six foot 10, super strong as well. Also, bodes well for being a good defender. Here's. The real change from his freshman freshman to sophomore year or where the stats kind of dipped a little bit was free throw shooting. And, you know, his freshman year, he was in the, in the mid-50s. I believe he was at 56%. It was a roller coaster last year in regards to free throw shooting. Now, Derek Culver gets to the free throw line, which is great. And he's strong, he gets offensive rebounds, he does some post moves, he gets fouled, he gets to the line. And so, as much as he gets to the line, you want him to make those shots. And guess what? In November and December, he made the shots. Okay? Derek Culver's free throw shooting last year was the equivalent of a roller coaster, but not the whole roller coaster. Just the first hill. Right, so November, Derek Culver shot seventy eight percent. So that's the that's going up the hill, right? And then December sixty eight percent. So now we're kind of on the other side of the hill, looking down. Definitely going slow, slower than even going up the the first hill, right? So we dipped to sixty eight percent, but still better than our freshman average. All right, January fifty one percent. So now we're going down, now we're racing down the hill, right? Hands in the air, screaming, it's happening. February, 32%. (laughs) So this is a gigantic hill with a steep angle. So 78% in November, 32% in February. And the two games in March, because pandemic, Derek Culver shot 13% from the free throw line. Okay, thank you, Kat. So, wow. 78% in November, 13% in March. So that's crazy. So one of his areas that he can improve on is obviously free throws. The The other is turnovers. Derek Culver led the team in turnovers last year, two turnovers a game. Huggins describes Culver as a willing passer, a good passer. He's not as good as Gabe based on what he said about Cottrell. Cottrell might be a better passer, but he's not a bad passer. The problem is when you don't shoot threes very well, then your offensive spacing gets tight and better opportunity. Culver would get stuck underneath, try to pass it out. It gets stolen. Or he doesn't want to pass it out because if it goes back out, the ball doesn't go in. So if the perimeter shots go in at a higher rate, that should help Derek Culver's turnover percentage. And I don't know if that makes sense, but in my mind, that does make sense. So, you know, let's just get the turnovers under two a game. I don't know how to fix free throw shooting. You know, Shaq, uh, Shaquille O'Neal... Always a bad free throw shooter. He will attest that he works super hard at free throws. But Shaq, I don't want to I don't want to look at basketballreference.com to look this up, but I feel pretty confident that Shaquille O'Neal did not have a month where he shot 78% from the free throw line. He was right around 50%, it felt like most of the time. He was a consistent 50% right? Yeah, he'd make four in a row, but then he might miss the next four within the same game. And he shot a ton of free throws. So Derek Culver, he, again, based on the numbers I shared with you, it's not like he was 51% all year, right? But he's proven in two of the five months last season that he could make close to 70% of his free throws. And you look at his his the arc of his shot, it's not like he's throwing it straight at the rim like Shaq did. He's got nice arch in his free throw shot. Let's look specifically at a game last year. It was in January at Texas Tech. Derek Culver went fourteen of sixteen from the line. 14 of 16. And that was in January. And remember, January he shot 51%. So that tells you the rest of January, bad at free throws. But in Lubbock, Texas, he went 14 of 16. Super impressive. Matter of fact, it made me look back to see, because he's played twice in Lubbock. He's 0 and 2 in Lubbock. Uh, two losses. But his freshman year, he went to Lubbock, and he shot 24 free throws. So in two seasons, he shot 40 free throws at Texas Tech. So is that good coaching by Chris Beard? I don't know. But that's, if you're averaging 20 free throws a game against a team, I don't know what that means. It's meant losses for WVU. But he went 73% in his career so far at Texas Tech. So I guess what I'm saying is I don't know how to fix free throw shooting, but Derek Culver, if you're listening, and I I feel pretty confident that you're not listening to this podcast, but if you are, my free throw advice to you is three words. Visualize Lubbock, Texas, okay? Because <laughs> you you're killing it at the free throw line in Lubbock, and you shoot a lot of free throws there. So to my knowledge, no one's ever said those three words together, Visualize Lubbock, Texas, with love and respect to Lubbock, Texas. But just because nobody said that doesn't mean it won't help you. Right? And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help. (laughs) And I'm going to help one of my cats here in a second. Uh, I'm excited for Derek Culver Jr. year. I'm also excited that Derek... Culver could have, in fact, another junior year and possibly a senior year since everybody's eligibility is frozen this year. Will we get five years of Derek Culver? Who's to say? I think there's a chance, but I'm excited for Derek Culver to be Derek Culver again this season. Derek Culver, West Virginia will go to him in a handful of games, and he's going to help us win games. He's going to be making the the herky jerky sky hook, not the sky hook, a jump hook. And his defense and rebounding, he's gonna win us games. So I'm excited for junior Derek Culver. I'm excited for basketball to come. When is it coming? Next month? Let's talk about what the schedule looks like and random thoughts coming up. dire prime is the lead sponsor of unreasonable doubt dire prime creative group you need a logo right everyone needs a logo they can help you you don't know how to make a logo they can help you design that logo then what do you do with a logo you put it on things things that you can wear hat t-shirt sweatshirt embroidery. Are you intrigued? Ask Dyer Prime how they can help you with your logo and putting it on things. 304-767-4445. Find them on the web at DyerPrime.com, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com, or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. More schedule talk. I don't know how excited you are about schedule talk. It's exciting to me because we're one month out from basketball happening. And usually by this time, you have the conference schedule. And of course, you have the non-conference schedule, like it's announced way in advance. But because of pandemic, you have it just kind of trickling in. And at some point, here's my guess, is that before November 25th, we're going to know what the schedule is. <laughs> I'm going out on a limb and saying by the week of Thanksgiving, a schedule will be in place. Uh, but I can't say that right now. No Big 12 schedule released. No official this is what the schedule is non conference and conference for WVU but we but it's trickling in the news is trickling in and we've got another confirmed game the Big 12 SEC challenge is happening it's happening in January and WVU will play the Florida Gators on Saturday January 30th 2021 so WVU second home game in a row in this Big 12 SEC challenge. Last season, West Virginia beat up on Missouri handily in Morgantown. So they get another home game. We get the Florida Gators again. Feel like we've been seeing them a decent amount in this uh in this millennium. <laughs> uh the last time WVU beat Florida, anywhere on earth, 2002. And that's Beeline's first season as head coach for WBU. And that was in Charleston, West Virginia. And Billy Donovan was the coach of the Florida Gators in 2002. So, according to the press release, this is Florida's first visit to the Coliseum. So, that's exciting for Florida, right? Anyway. That's five games confirmed. Three bad boys, mower, bad boy motors games. The crossover classic. There's three guaranteed games in South Dakota. We know West Virginia is going to play Richmond some point at home. TBD. We've got Florida at the end of January. Oklahoma, which is not Oklahoma podcast, but Oklahoma's schedule came out and they're playing Xavier in early December. And that's what was uh, reported as who Oklahoma would play in the Big 12 Big East Challenge. So since that came to fruition, I'm going out on the limb and saying West Virginia is going to play a Big East Challenge game in December. If it's like the announcement in April, they're going to play Georgetown in D.C. So that means WVU can schedule up to three more non-conference games per the NCAA requirements. So what would you do? You're Shane Lyons. Would you say, I'm good with the schedule I have right now because we know that there's going to be a couple of Big 12 conference games bumped up to December? So if those games bump up into the December timeframe, you schedule that Big 12, Big East game, you schedule the Richmond game, Thanksgiving week is taken care of. What do you do? Do you, do you mix some games in in between those possible uh, at least three games in December? I would argue, and based on money, West Virginia is going to try to get uh, home games. I don't know what the Coliseum situation is about people being in the Coliseum. But for TV money, more games... If I was Shane Lyons, I'd try to schedule those uh, three games and I would try to keep Purdue out. So previously the schedule said West Virginia is going to play Purdue and Madison Square Garden. That's not happening. So Purdue is a do not But you still had Robert Morris, Youngstown State, Miami of Ohio. Try to get those teams to come to Morgantown and it might not be the same dates as what you announced early on this year in the pandemic. But, uh, you know, figure it out. And those are teams, you know, that bad boy crossover classic, bad boy. That's right. I mean, listen, if if ESPN is televising those games, if they don't, if I don't get hit with a constant barrage of, of mace, and Black Rob and Notorious B.I.G. and Puff Daddy and 112, M.A. Dollar Signe. If I don't get, if I don't, if the games, <laughs> if you end commercial, you cut to like, like the pan out of the Pentagon, and there's not hypnotized <laughs> or whoa, bringing us in then espn you're doing your job wrong because it's right there in front of you it's the bad boy classic okay <laughs> yeah throw in some little kim just what give me some bad boy that's that's very that's what we call in the business low hanging fruit right i don't even know what my <laughs> bad boy right but that – oh, what I was saying. That tournament, eight very good teams. So whatever three games you play, even if you don't win it, you're going to play tough opponents in that tournament. Richmond, I uh, one of their major contributors is out for the year, but Richmond is not a slouch team. You get them at home. Florida's going to be tough. They're always tough. They play that Virginia defense. It's annoying. Uh, and then you know, so schedule some schedule some wins is what I'm saying. Long, long story short, schedule some W's. All right. Yes, this team is talented. Yes, it's going to have a high expectations, but also uh schedule some wins. Because here's the thing: you only get 20 at the most. You're going to get 27 games, where you typically get 31, 32, maybe even more than that. So, yeah, it's not like football where every game has these massive implications. Like if, you won, if you're one if you one and two, it could be the end of the world, you know, where you, you never feel that way with basketball. Well, except for that one year. But like those are less games. So incrementally, every game this season is going to mean more. Let's try to schedule three wins. One man's opinion. Final thoughts coming up. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. I want to take a moment. You know, I want to get things right on this podcast. I say things. A lot as opinion. Try to give facts on the show. And I got something wrong the last segment. When I was listing bad boy artists, I mentioned Lil' Kim as a bad boy artist. And yes, she did do songs with Notorious B.I.G. and Puff Daddy. However, after further internet research, Lil' Kim, never a bad boy artist. So my apologies to Lil' Kim and Puff Daddy and Bad Boy Records. Please accept my apology. I also would be remiss if I didn't mention other bad boy artists I forgot to mention in the previous segment, that ESPN can use their works uh, and get permission, of course. And ESPN stays above board with that kind of stuff as far as the licensing of music. But you have plenty to choose from ESPN, from bad boy artists. So my apologies to Faith Evans, Total. Do you remember Total? R&B group of ladies. Craig Mack. Rest in peace, Craig Mack. The Locks. (laughs) Does anybody have strong feelings about The Locks? Shine. The band. (laughs) Uh, Pump Daddy went through this phase where he, he, he made bands and not like made bands, like, Hey, sign with me. I'll make you. He actually had an MTV show called making the band, uh, where he made a band. And one of those bands I'm air quoting was the band. It was kind of on the nose, <laughs> including one of the top five rappers alive, or maybe all the top five rappers alive. Dylan And there were some other people. But I remember Dylon, and there was a heavyset guy. I think there was a lady in there. Maybe two ladies. Apologies to Gorilla Zoe. Another band that was made, Danity Kane. Because the band was taken. So when Puff Daddy made that band of ladies... And there was no band. Let's be clear. MTV made a band. <laughs> and then Puff Daddy took the making the band, the band. I think it was making the band and then they changed it to making the band and then I would I would argue that Puff Daddy made zero bands. <laughs> It'd be the rap group The Band and the R&B group Danity Kane I, I don't think of I don't think of 112 as a band. I don't think of the Four Tops as a band. But that's another discussion for another time. Also my apologies to Elephant Man. <laughs> I didn't mention him last segment. So ESPN you can use uh you can come back with some Elephant Man. I could not name one Elephant Man song and yet I know about Elephant Man. And I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you that's that's my musical knowledge. Most of those artists for for people who are on the WVU basketball team, the heyday of of a Faith Evans, of a Craig Mack, uh, was prior to their birth. Jeez. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Time flies, right? Except for this year. Time flies. And then sometimes time stands still. And sometimes time after time. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on a platform. Pick one. Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Overcast. Amazon Music. Podcast Box. Wherever you listen, subscribe to the podcast. That helps you find this podcast. When new episodes comes out, it just downloads to your device. And it helps me because you download it. Subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Down, WVU for the 2020-2021 season. There's zero and zero.